Look, man, I can't hardly get these boys to work for nothing. Look at Blake over there on his phone. Look at him. The press never stops. Son. That's disrespectful. I worked in the office all day yesterday. It's disrespectful. Spent a little bit of time with the family. Got them to sleep. Worked all night. Didn't get no rest. Got up and PT'd. And look, I just sent in the dang message here. No, you got to sleep in this morning. Who are you messaging? My brother, David Vahe or Vahe. <laughs> I'm not sure how you say his name. He I'll made the shirts for us. Yeah, I was going to talk about him on the, here on the podcast here in just a minute. I Heck like yeah. him. He came. I like the fire out of him. He came for the money. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he kept well, telling Well, I'm going to tell you what. He contributed a tremendous amount. Above yeah. and beyond what we could have ever imagined. Yeah. yeah dude, Not only a, in, in who he was, being there, just being himself. Oh, he's freaking awesome. But all that he he made race shirts, designed them, printed them, and mailed them down. And there. shipped them <laughs> for every single runner, plus volunteers. Yep. Special shirts for volunteers. Yeah. I how do you what the heck man yeah unbelievable and like awesome shirts too yeah highly rated they were epic oh people love the people shirts. are posting pictures of those shirts it's everywhere like no other race shirt out there no it was completely unique yeah uh, <laughs> i don't even oh man it's too much to process from this weekend Man, we had a lot of people. I mean, aside even coming down there helping out, we had people that weren't able to make it that wanted to come that donated lots of money. Yeah, just to help make it as good as it could be. Uh, that I don't know. This yeah, you can't say you still can't say much about it. I'm still thinking on it all. I can't put words to it well, just yet. It's a lot. I mean, it it really is a lot to really go through and think about everybody that contributed to that. And what do you even call that? It won't a race. It was a it was a race, but it was like something different than a race. Well who was it? Was it Teddy that made the post about races versus reunions? Was it Teddy? Yeah, yeah Teddy. I, I think yeah. it was it was a reunion. Family reunion. Well, that's what somebody, it may have been Teddy that said it. Somebody said when, when I was eating, they said, all this was was a family reunion with a little bit of running. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, that's what it was. I think that's a good way to call it. It was, dude, it was just so, you know, there were so many components of it that made it so unique. It was the, it was a gathering of the most magnificent human beings that I've ever had the pleasure to be around in one place. I truly believe this. I'm not being full of crap. I think I could have left $10,000 in cash sitting on the picnic table. And I don't think a dollar of it would have went no. missing. Uh-uh. It it was it just you could feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. You could feel just that goodness and that wholesomeness. It rocked me, man. I We did Resurrected uh, Sunday night. I couldn't even talk. <laughs> I still wasn't getting... I still, still didn't even know what to even think about anything. Yeah. It changed me, man. Yeah. Even down to the detail of people just... As small as this is, it's a big thing of even the trash. We, yeah, oh, we, yeah. we swept the park. I think I picked up like three little corners of something where it had came off a wrapper or something. And you, you guys swept the trail, but I mean. Yeah, nothing. Just down to that much integrity. And we call it sometimes attention to detail, but it, it really boils down to integrity. They could have dropped that trash. There's 200 people out there. Nobody had known it was them. Yeah. Well, why'd we even decide to do this? What? This race anyways. That's what are you question. doing sitting there with that gun? Oh, I was going to tell people about my new gun here in a little while. <laughs> You're just going to sit there and hold it? And <laughs> well, yeah, I like it. I've wanted this, I've wanted this rifle That's right here. That's how you here. break them in. 
<laughs> you pet them for a little while. Wipe your darn sweaty palms all over. I have wanted this rifle right here for probably four or five months. When I first saw them. You want both of them? No, I'm, that's Blake's. I, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he missed that. Son. What do you... What do you... Uh, we, we went to the... We went to the gun store today, and we had two. This is one of them. This is a LWRC uh, ICDI556. Everybody, M4. don't go out and buy one now. M16C, <laughs> LWRC. Um, Both of them? Look, we had two. We went to the store. We had two of the high, highest-end rifles that they had in the whole store sitting on the counter. This LWRC and a SIG. AR-10, and uh, we're looking at them, and I look up at the guy that works the gun counter, and I said, will you cut me a deal if we buy both of these? And he said, both of them? <laughs> he was, whoa. What the crap? Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> what the crap, son? He, the guy was taken, he was taken aback <laughs> by the fact <laughs> taken aback by the fact <laughs> this guy was taken aback by the fact that a Flowmaster Chad <laughs> give him a beat Chili give him a beat <laughs> a, be a bearded man uh, a skinny lizard looking man noodle <laughs> and some guy that left him a terrible review on Google <laughs> walked up in the store and bought not one, but two of the, the highest-end um, combat-style rifles that they had on the shelf there. Oh, man. That joker probably thought, "How these jokers ain't got enough money to buy both of these guns. They ain't got enough money to buy one of these guns. He probably thought we didn't have enough money to get gas to get down there. <laughs> Look, it trips me out. In Rome, Georgia... He wasn't far off either. We we no. spent all our. Uh, He's pretty close. Oh, look, all right, yeah. So we go. We we he goes back to his calculator and goes to the manager and comes back and says, "All right, we'll we'll do both of them guns for twenty nine hundred dollars." I said, "Okay." He said, "Are you paying cash?" I said, "Well, I had to go see how much cash I got." Well, no. First, Chad sat there and fretted on it for about thirty minutes. He stood in one spot and just looked at both the guns on the counter. Didn't say nothing to nobody. Well, yeah, I, I was tore because I have wanted this gun, but it is an expensive rifle, and, and this is not a sniper weapon, by the way. I mean this this is just a this is <laughs> nobody just a said it was combat rifle. So here's the thing. I'm sitting here thinking, well, Blake has a a Springfield, um, what do they call that, a Saint? Yeah. He's got a Springfield Saint here at the office, and he's got it for sale for 850 right? Oh, it's sold. It was 900 a week ago. No, it's sold. He's done come down to 850 on his brand new rifle. It's sold. By the way, that's, okay, well, it's sold now. We'll, we'll see. Well, Chili, Chili the says. The come down. Chili it's sold. says a lot of things. <laughs> That don't wind up going down. <laughs> Y'all so, comment on this. Let us know what you think about it. Name one. Name one thing I've said that ain't went down. Uh, you said that we we mentioned this on the last podcast. No, name People one are thing. Up in arms. Name one thing about the paddle trip. Oh, okay. That's your one thing. The paddle trip ain't happened yet. Okay. Well, are you going now? No. N name one thing that I that ha that has happened, that, and he, I, there was something the other day, wasn't there? Well, he was supposed to stay the night. Remember, he said he wasn't I going to. But I did. At the end of that name, name one know. thing that ain't happened that I've said I was going to do and didn't do. We'll, we'll I, see him. Uh, whatever the dates are on that. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll see when the if he shows up for the paddle trip. He has a boat now. You might want to if you're going to come. You might want to get that boat and haul it back in that Mazda and get a little practice in it <laughs> before we go here in about two weeks. Um, I'm good or not. I mean, I've only paddled in my kayak one time and I probably won't do it again until we go and yeah. launch this, launch this adventure. Uh, but yeah, I'm sitting here at the counter looking at essentially, well, over $3,000 worth of guns. We did get a deal on them. Uh, and I'm thinking, man, do I really, 
is it really necessary for me to buy this LWRC? Blake's got that Saint at the house for sale for $850. i am thinking, man, that's almost half the price of this. And in all reality, that Saint, that Springfield Saint, will 100% serve the exact same purpose that this rifle right here serves. Yeah. Uh, there are little, there are very minor differences when you look at the M4 or the AR-15 platform, there are low and high-end weapons. The low-end being the what the Bushmasters, the PSAs, Palmetto State Armories, yeah, the Anderson. Anderson. Those are super low-end weapons. I would not buy those. But the middle market is a solid market in the AR-15 realm. There are a lot of manufacturers that put out a good solid capable weapon that will last you a lifetime and it serves the purpose when you go up to this higher end weapon like this lwrc you just see little things one thing i always look for all right as i always look to see if that castle nut's been staked And yeah, this one has. I guess he didn't look before now. <laughs> no, I looked at it earlier. It's just, I looked at it earlier. This is just a different castle nut that comes on most of these weapons. This is a different castle nut. He just now figured that out. The gas key, too, on the... The gas key on the top of the, the bolt. bolt. Yep. A lot of um, those aren't staked. Yep. So, I look for that. Uh, obviously, the, the butt stalk, you know... It's going to be upgraded. Some of them have some storage and sling point attachments. The furniture, basically, the buttstock, the grip, um, rail. the rail. This LWRC has an ambidextrous safety selector, ambidextrous bolt release. And uh, mag release. And too. mag release. Sure as heck does. Um, it's probably got a little better trigger in it, and it's got this fluted corkscrew type barrel thing going on here just to save weight so when you go from the mid-range in the ar-15 market to the higher end gun you're not increasing your capability or really your accuracy now when you go from the low end to the mid-range when you go from an anderson to a colt you are increasing significantly the accuracy, durability, and dependability of the weapon. Well, I'd say you're still increasing that going to that gun. It's just marginal. Like, your accuracy is going to be better. That they've You think just so? Got, yeah, yeah. I mean, it will be marginally better. It won't. You probably won't notice as big a difference, especially until you get out a few hundred yards. But, yeah, I think you'll notice a difference. Yeah. So, up until I, I, I got this weapon, kind of my primary weapon that I would have grabbed would have been my Colt. M4. Um, but, so yeah, that's why I was sitting there pondering over it for 30 minutes. I was like, do I really need to make this jump and, and go to this weapon right here uh, while you got one at the house for nearly half price that, in my opinion, is just as capable, just doesn't have all the little furniture and little minor details. I mean, I looked at that Saint it's got all the staking in place. The trigger's nice on it. It's uh, there are no, you know, bad machine marks on the. It's a very nice gun. Yeah, I'd say it's the upper mid range of an AR-15 yeah. platform. Yeah, and, and that's a deal. I was looking at those Saints up there today. They have those jokers up there, twelve hundred bucks, man. Yeah, you can get it from Rome Gun for a thousand. But yeah. I myself, I mean, I'm just Daniel Defense, man. I, I wouldn't own one of them LWRCs. If it ain't Daniel Defense, I ain't having it. Well, Daniel Defense is made in Georgia. Um, I've shot thousands and thousands of rounds from a Daniel Defense upper receiver, which is what we used in the Navy. They are. That's a great weapon. But I had to drive to Dalton if I wanted to <laughs> even look at one. Their LWRC is known for their piston guns. I mean, Gosh, I still think that's hot in here, man. Awesome gun, but Blake, you keep buying. Hey, listen, the the viewers don't care how hot it is in here, son. Gosh, Almighty, about? son. 
That AC quit working. Like, you keep buying Daniel defense guns, then pawning them off on me. All right, I'll do it, Chili. Keep reselling them. Mark them up before I sell them (laughs) to you. Daniel defense is a high-end gun. Uh, Wilson combat is a high-end gun. Um, But, yeah, that's why I was pondering it, man. So, now I guess Chili's going to buy that Saint. Uh, And I've got this LWRC and Vortex. The president of Vortex Optics hit me up the other day, and we already use a bunch of Vortex stuff anyways. I've got, on my Colt, I've got that Vortex Razor. Um, UH-1. Yeah, holographic sight, just like the their version of the EOTech. They hit us up the other day, the president did, and he said, hey, man. Well, actually, Sal put me in touch with him. Said, hey, man, you want to come out and shoot with us for a weekend? So we're going to go out and hang out with them in Wisconsin. Uh, but they're supposed to be sending us a box of stuff. Hats and shirts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's a box of goodies. And a, we got enough weapons right now that we could probably, you could probably ship us one of everything you got, Vortex, and we could probably use it all. But <laughs> we went ahead and bought some more um, just to well, ha- you can't have, have a, something new. You can't have an idle scope sitting around. No, you can't. You got to have something to put it on. If a scope or a red dot is found idling, you better go buy a gun. It's like it it's like if you have a truck that don't get drove, you know, it just falls apart. Yep. Dry rots. Yeah. And, everything's like that. A house that you don't live in. Yeah. Everything. Yep. That's how a scope is and a gun. Why'd you go with that SIG? You know, I don't know. I, I've been wanting an AR 10. Not that I really need it. I just. To complete my arsenal, I want that just something I needed to get, and uh, I think it's a good price point with it. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's probably middle of the road for AR-10 uh, to get a good higher end AR-10. That everything's beefier on them. It's yeah, it beefed up. So to get a good one of those, you're probably going to spend two to twenty five hundred, depending on what you get. And then you get really up high, like uh, Seekins Precision makes one and Christensen Arms makes one, and you know they're up in even Wilson Combat. They're in the three thousands mm. for one gun, but that was that's a good. I think you get a lot of bang for your buck with that gun, and it'll do everything I need it to do. I hope. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. I mean, there's something to be said for the the M4 AR15 platform because it is like you can carry more rounds. Uh, it's still a pretty a pretty nasty round. Yeah. To shoot. It's got good range. Well, especially for if you considering protection. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. But man, if you You ain't gonna carry that around, right? I mean, like No, you could. I, it's pretty I'm, light. I'm saying if if I was if if I needed to grab a gun to go actually go fight and I had the option between this and that, that AR ten and chambered in three oh eight. That's a hard choice, man. Well, it depends on where you're at. Are, you, are your shots inside of 300 or are they out past 300? You, you plan on having to shoot through some metal or vehicles? You know, I mean, if you consider in combat, if I'd rather shoot that and and have a lot more energy going through a That's what I'm saying, yeah. Or a, so. land, a land warfare scenario or... Um, CQB. CQB. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you ain't gonna tote that 308, son. <laughs> you get hit with that 308, you ain't toting it far. No, <laughs> you ain't going far. No, you go watch some, even watch some videos of. I mean, there's armor that will stop a 308, but you go go watch it and see what the backs like. They'll they'll put it against some ballistic gel or some clay to see how far it dents it in, son. And it's about to mess you up. You, you're probably going to wish that thing would have zipped on through and killed you because you're going to be in the pain cave. Oh, yeah. It packs a lot of energy. Yeah. That's the thing with this 5.56 five, round. A lot of times it'll just zip right through uh, flesh, you know. So that 308's a lot more devastating. And when you shoot that son of a gun, you know it right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, you feel the concussion off of that round when you when you do shoot it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look in that, you look at really the velocity of something 
when you're looking at ballistics and how fast it's going and how much energy it's carrying. It's not the size of the bullet or nothing like that. I mean, that contributes, but essentially it's the speed of it and how much, how many grains you got hitting. Meters per second. Feet per second. Well. <laughs> We're just getting chilly. A metric. We're just getting chilly trained up. He get his That's velocity. He did his entry level long range shooting course the other day. By long range, I mean like two hundred yards. That's about all we can get out here in these woods unless we start cutting lanes out with a bulldozer. You all right, Chili? <laughs> um Yeah. No, that's uh I think we've got a couple good ones. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, the race. Dude. I I said, why do we even want to do this race? I've been wanting to put on a race for about a year now, hadn't I, Blake? I mean, just talked well, about it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it even longer than that. Even since we first started 307, we talked about doing something like that. Wasn't it funny how, you know, we were talking about maybe doing it and maybe we're going to do them in the future and everything else. And like, out of all the crazy stuff that we've get to do, it's like, that was such a special day. And it was just a little old race, you know, I mean, something about, it, I don't know. It was really cool how I don't, I don't guess I expected it to be as powerful as some of the other things that we do or, or get to go do. And it's, it was like the most, one of the most impactful things that I've been a part of. Well, pretty cool. Things around three of seven generally don't happen until Chad's ready for them to happen when he puts his energy into it. But I will say that I, I think it's some kind of gift or something that you have of knowing the right time for something to start because we could have done that a year ago. But I don't. It wouldn't have had. It wouldn't have been the same thing as it would have been today. There wouldn't have been as many. Not that the amount of people that come out matter, but the amount of good people that come out matter. And we just didn't have it back then, like we've got it now. I mean, if it was up to me, when an idea comes up, I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're good at just like we were talking on the last podcast about. I don't know what order these will come out in, but we just recorded one, and we were talking about. Packing out the arena, doing speaking stuff, and like, yeah, your flesh wants to do it now. Like, we all want to do it now, but we know, or you know, you know, and I think I agree deep down. It, it's best we've seen it happen enough. We know, like, it's it's we know it's coming. It's not quite time. We just need to wait and be patient. And when the right time comes, it comes. So. I've experienced this multiple times now, Blake. It's it is very strange. We we have so many grand ideas, but it's I get to a point where it's it's like something clicks in my head, and when that switch gets flipped, it just happens. Yeah, and, and like you said, I just pour my energy into it, but. There are so many other things. There are so many things that we can pursue. It's it's weird how that happens, That's man. That's funny. I'm the same way. Like, with things that I want well, Man, you're just light, chill. <laughs> That's why you're my freaking sidekick. Well, you're Chad's doppelganger. <laughs> you're my freaking sidekick, dude. Well, I mean, no, things that... I did, the way you just said that, I've been waiting on certain things that I want to happen to, like... It, I view it in my head, literally a flip turns from off to on. A, sw a switch turns from off to on. You can call a switch a flip. <laughs> <laughs> Will you switch that flip? <laughs> that's what I'm calling it now. Um, that's Yeah, it really is. And it's like there's I, – I when I try to make it, when I try to go switch the flip, it won't do it. But then it just happens, like without me even doing it. Ain't that weird, man? Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand that. Because I'm anticipating it happen, happening, but I can't make it happen. Well, that's hmm. that's interesting. I mean, I don't want to, I hate to, like, I don't want to over-spiritualize things, but that really just, well, to is, me, is the Holy Spirit yeah. and you being in tune with Jesus and knowing that, well, this is coming, it's just not time, and that switch that flips is saying, all right, now it's time. 
And a lot of that's getting out of the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, we got to get out of the way. Of- yeah, because, I mean, like I said, we, we wanted to and could have done this a year ago, two years ago. We probably could have put it on as much as you ran. We probably could have put it on and had enough runners just to come out, and it could yeah. be a race like any other race, you know. But- what made, one thing that made it unique to me, and I think Aaron Dana put it uh, very – or he identified it at an aid station, but I was thinking the same thing. Man, between me and Chili, we've run, good gosh, we've probably run over 100 races. And if you add Blake in the equation, we've ran about 102. Yeah. So we got about 102. <laughs> Don't leave me out of this, son. We got about 102 races under our belts uh, amongst us here, ultra marathons. And I don't know if that's the freaking exact number. I don't know, but I'm, I'm guesstimating. All right, um, and when you go to a race, it's always just about the race, and like there's always a race director, but like you see them at the end, and you shake their hand, and you're like, "Thanks for putting on an awesome race," and they're like, "Oh yeah." There's never any. It's never felt like the race director really had any emotional investment into the people that were there running the race. And, and then I think that's what made the three or seven project 50 K so beautiful is it's because like 98% of the people there felt like they had some ownership of the, or actually they didn't just feel like it. They have some ownership over the community. Yep. Like they had some ownership over this event. Yep. And whether they were runners or volunteers or race directors or we all felt the same way. Yep. And that was just created this really completely unique environment. Yeah. I mean it really was like a it really was like a family, a blood family that just came together and they everybody knew each other, everybody worked well, ran well together. Hung out well together. There was, I mean, that's that's the only way. Those were the best people in the on the planet came to that yeah. race, and that's what made it. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it was something else. Lord willing, we'll do it. Uh, Lord willing, that'll be an annual reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't even need to call it the 50K. It just needs to be the 3 of 7 reunion. 3 of 7 project reunion with a little bit of running. It ain't even 50K. Yeah. Uh, we call it a 50K. Well, it ain't even 50K. Let me, I got to tell everybody, this has been bothering me. Everybody that was, you know, there's a lot of first-time ultra runners. At, a lot. At our, I mean, probably 50 people or more. I mean, it was crazy. Um and everybody's getting so hung up on, including the people who have ran multiple ultras, that it wasn't 50K. It was over 50K. Do you know how hard it is and rare it is to get a 31.09 trail race? Listen, we had a little extra extra mileage in. It, it, it wasn't short. It was a 50K. People got to calm down. I've done a lot of races that was over the distance. I don't think I've ever done a trail race that was exactly the distance. No, I mean that's just not. You ain't but gonna I find hate that. it when they're under. Me too. I hate it when they say it's a fifty mile race. Yeah, can't stand and it's that. Freaking forty nine point five miles. Yeah, that that's a lie. Ours was fifty k plus plus. We didn't. No, we didn't lie. How about oh, yeah. how about old Steve Weatherford? Man, <laughs> he got it done, didn't he? Old Steve Weatherford, son. I'm proud of him. Check her out there, man. He said packing he, that muscle, son. He said he was the vanilla gorilla. Yeah, he's <laughs> he looks like a silverback. <laughs> we had man two in two former NFL players, Steve Weatherford and Mark Brown. Yep, out there. So many people got there. You know, that's another thing about the culture of ultra running. Speaking of vanilla, can be a little vanilla. Yeah. You know, yeah, it can. It, 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 a <laughs> lot of times, dude. We got people out here that put roofs on houses. We got people that own concrete businesses. We got people that 
I mean, all over the map. I'm talking about the salt of the earth, son. Like, I'm not saying that other races don't have that, okay? Other races do have that. But these jokers was down to sling concrete, run fifty, run an ultra marathon, and eat some eat some daggone barbecue at yeah. the end, and then sit around and, and watch nine people get baptized. Man, well, yeah. what I'm proud of is man, like the 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 image that people get in their head of an ultra runner is like this. All oh, this is gonna make people mad, but it, it this West Coast vegan vegan tree hugger. You know everything else, and like a lot of country people. Did you see that face? I don't no. know what what's going on with that. <laughs> Y'all of, need to watch this on YouTube. <laughs> I got gum in my mouth. A lot of country people, man, they don't run, and they think like five years ago when I was in high school, and before that, everybody thinks you're crazy if you run, and they're not into ultra running, and they don't want a part of it, and they think everybody's weird, and and I think. I'm proud of it, man. I think we're playing a small part in bringing ultra running to to country people, our yeah. people. And, like, it, it's really cool to see the shift. I mean, ultra running's been in the southeast for a long time and everything, but I think it's changing now. Bring, bringing it back to, and also bringing it to the body of Christ. Man. Yeah, well, yeah, that too. I think we got a world record. Most people baptized at an ultra? Yeah. That's another... That's another on, world record we on got. On September 11th. On September 11th. At at 1700. We actually yeah. set a lot of world records. Yeah. Uh, that the, <laughs> y'all y'all probably know a bunch of people out there that have written books and tout the fact that they have <laughs> a lot of world records. Okay? There's a lot of them out there, I'm right? I'm about sick of it. They tout the fact that they're Five-time world record holders. Look into what their world records are, are actually are, okay? <laughs> Fastest time to tie your shoe while chewing gum. Listen, check into <laughs> anything anybody tells you about themselves and make sure anything they say is true. I think So I think we got some world records, man. We need to call Guinness. Yeah. Yeah. We're not only level 1,000 motivational speakers. We're a we're a hundred time world record holders in one day, <laughs> level one thousand, son. Oh man, I gotta change my Instagram bio. Yeah, we you've been missing out on that for a while. <sighs> um, you'd get a few more followers if you did that, dude. Oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say now. <laughs> you got me sidetracked, man. <laughs> well, that you were talking about Steve and Mark being there. That brings me to the point, like. There was NFL players, concrete workers. Yeah, I mean, you were saying that. Yeah. That's great. You know, there just, is no division in three of seven projects. No. That's right. We were all one body, but there was multiple colors, multiple backgrounds, multiple religions, pr- professions, even. religions. We had Karthik there, man. Yeah. Oh, Karthik, he, I seen him back there, man. We was baptizing all them people. Karthik's my boy, by the way. All right. Karthik is from India. Beautiful human. Great athlete. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Gosh, somebody. What the crap? <laughs> what the world? Our microphone like went down my throat. Hey, if you listen to this, go watch the YouTube channel at 3315 or something. Chad, Chad just like the got slapped. Squirting. Untie my shoes after that. <laughs> Good gosh. Good gosh, somebody, man. Son. Look, man. Poor Karthik. We had Karthik out there. Look, Karthik. <laughs> Screw you guys. Karthik's from India. And, um, I, I, I mean, we're out here baptizing people after this race. And I see Karthik back there in the, in the back. And I kept seeing him go. He was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> what is going on here? Well, when when it was done, we was walking back up there, and he told me, he said, I've never been to anything like this. <laughs> I love him, he man. He did good out there on the Golly. on the run, man. Yeah. He's a good athlete. He's he a really good guy. Is. That was not long after 290292. He mm-hmm. just did that. Yeah. Yeah. There's he, a couple people that had just done it. Karthik, man. 
He's but working. all these divisions we put on ourselves, it's nice to come into a, a community and a place and environment where there is no division. Like, I truly did not hear anybody else and never felt like, well, that person's vaccinated and that one's not. <laughs> that one's black. That one's white. They don't that one's care about that crap, man. From here or from there. It, like, it really was. It, that was a perfect picture. I, I mean, I didn't even realize it then because I didn't think about it. But now that we talk about it, it. It never crossed my mind. Sometimes you'll get in an environment, even me, and you can feel the diversity and the division, not diversity, the division that people have put on themselves because of the environment it's in. Whether you feel that way, agree, like, agree with that or not, you go somewhere and you can tell by how people are acting that they have chose to divide themselves. And... Now that I think back on it, it was really cool to be in an environment with so much potential for division to be there, and there wasn't any. It was a picture of what the church should look like. Yeah. It is the church. Yeah. It was just a all around. Yeah. Just from the, the activity to the fellowship to the the food to the baptisms to the it was just a total picture. And people hung around. Uh, Kyle, he finished with four at yeah. four hours and twenty minutes. He hung around for about an hour, left and cleaned up, and came back. And so did Darren. Yeah. So if people were local, they went and cleaned up, came back. If they didn't, they just sat around for four or five hours. Yeah. Just waiting. You go to any other. <laughs> Listen, I've been I've ran a lot of ultra marathons in my day, and them two that I ran, <laughs> people come in, they got in their hamburger. And they left. Well, me, man, out. me. All the races I've run, about every single one of them, but one where I met you guys, <laughs> literally, I've finished and got the crap out. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, there's something special about hanging around and, and, and talking to people. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You put in the results, Blake. How, how what what kind of percentage did we have finishing? We had seventeen people that didn't that didn't finish. Now some of them were unofficial finishes. You they know, just didn't hit the cutoff. That's right. Um. So yeah, seventeen. Okay, we only had to pull two off course. Yep. And um, I was talking to Jim today, and Jim said, you know, next year. Uh, I want to be there to be, if we got people out on course way past the cutoff, Jim was like, I want to be there to be with them yep. and make sure they're safe until they finish. And, and I was he's like, the one to do it. Yeah, and Jim's the one to do it. Yeah, was he a heart doctor, right? Yeah, heart surgeon. Heart surgeon. Oh, yeah. Um, So I thought that was a good idea, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, we were talking about the need for – that role kind of, and that's cool that somebody wants to do it. You, I want everybody where they want to be. You Lord know, knows you, can, you didn't want to do it. No, well, actually, I did. You know, did I tell he you? He fought that, didn't he? He got slammed mad at me when, and then screwed the whole plan up. No, I don't even know. Still don't know to this day what happened. He was Let me squirrely. Walk, no, 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 no. Let me walk you through that. <laughs> this is important. This is important. I was worried about it because I wanted to be there at eight hours. And to watch all the last people that made it in before the cutoff and then see the baptisms and everything else. So about 3.30, cutoff is at 4 o'clock. When Chad tells me I'm going to have to sweep the course, I'm like, well, crap, Chad, how am I going to do both? Because I actually didn't mind doing that at all. I minded missing out on that. And so it really bothered me. And I was like, okay, how can I do both and all this and trying to figure it out? Well, you know, I ended up going to uh, sweep the course. And that ended up being like one of the coolest moments of the entire day for me because I got to encourage the people that were still out there racing, even though it was already past the cutoff. Yeah. And literally got to hang out with some of the coolest people there at the race that other people had forgotten about. Yeah. I mean, not intentionally because. But but it just the way it was. The show know? must go on. Right, right. You know, and it was just awesome. So 
I just wanted to say that. I did I did not want to do that at all. I wanted to, but I wanted to do both, you know. Yeah. And it was stressing me cuz I couldn't be in two places at once. Yeah. But well, that you was sure argued with me. Somebody yeah, I did. somebody said they asked me they said is uh is Chili running behind those people that are still out there? I said, "Yeah." And they said, "Son, them be some of the most miserable miles them people ever ran, I bet." <laughs> hey, how about when he came up to Rudy and said, I've got a plan, and I'm going to tell Chad what the plan is. Uh-huh. Rudy knew that wasn't going to fly. What did Rudy say? Rudy did said, yeah, you go ahead and try that. <laughs> did Rudy tell you that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hanging out with Rudy at that gate, and when I told him that, he said it to me. He just went, <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> Man, well, talk about a good dude. I was madder than fire, wasn't I, Blake? Oh, I, yeah. I asked Rudy and Glenn, I said, did Chili go up through here? I told you you were mad at me. They said, uh, they said, no. He come up through here and dropped, stashed his bike right here and then left. And then came back about five minutes later. He he jumped out of Jeff's car <laughs> to come tell me something while it was still moving. Jeff liked to ran him over because he just bailed on the car at probably 10 or 15 miles an hour, put his foot down. His bottom end had run slam out. He, he had run out of top end. And he had no bottom end to take up, so he he was short circuiting. Listen, well, have I'm you sorry. ever been going real fast on your bike and think you're in a lower gear and you're not, and you start pedaling and the pedals just go real oh, fast, yeah. your feet come off? That's what Chili. <laughs> he was moving real fast and he tried to go a little faster and he couldn't get that bottom end. His feet come off the pedals. Listen, he you, short circuited. Chad yeah. was like, Chili's mad at me. No, he got mad at me because I did. Admittedly, I screwed all that up. But it was because I was trying to be in two places at once, which uh, look, you shouldn't try to do because you can't do it. But I was stressed, man. I was being pulled. I called Chili. <laughs> I said, Chili, I need you to come out here and sw- and uh, sweep this course. I went, oh. And he said, well, I, I want to be here until 4 o'clock. And uh, I said, well, all right then. And, and then I got to talking to Blake, and I said, well, we need to pull all the volunteers off course. They've been out here for eight hours. Then I called Chili back, 3.30. I said, Chili, you need to go out and sweep the course now. And he said, huh, well, all right, then. Well, well, give me just a few minutes. I said, no, <laughs> you need to do it now. And he ended up not getting out there till after 4 o'clock anyway. He did that on purpose. That's no. insubordination. No. <laughs> No, exactly what it is. I said, give you, give me a few minutes so I, so my dad could drive me out there, and then he did, and then I ended up coming back because I forgot the bike, and then I had to stash the bike, and well, then that's when I saw you and about fell out of the car. Well, Jeff told me he said, Chili told me, you know what? Screw Chad. I'm not gonna get out here till after four. Let's ride a ride me around till after four, Jeff, and I'll start this when I want to start it. <laughs> Definitely didn't say that. That <laughs> uh, son of a gun, man. Oh, yeah, that's disobeying a direct order, I think's what it was. He liked to disobey one this morning at Team PT, didn't yeah. he? He was giving us fits last night. Uh, we, look, we started Team PT freaking... this morning. We we had a lot to do today, and uh, we just had Amy call in on the podcast. You guys will hear that episode on um, on Sunday. Amy is the lady that I mentioned in my latest post on Instagram that is battling against cancer and she's she's now come to a crossroads or at least received a letter uh, saying that if she doesn't get vaccinated, it's going to affect her ability to receive treatment. Mm. And, um, and her doctor, by the way, has advised her not to get vaccinated while she's battling cancer. So um, her oncologist. Anyways, you guys will hear that on Sunday. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Um, we had to start Team PT this morning at seven thirty, and that like to that like to just killed old oh, Chili. Gosh. He, you, he uh, ain't done nothing but whine about having to be down there. We got something going on Thursday. And, well, I might just drive down there because I, I just hadn't been getting no sleep about nothing. I, I, what the crap else are I you got, doing? I need to get man. some rest. He's a y'all single over, man. Y'all over he has to work one day a week down here. One day a week, and he's single. He can't even run far anymore. And so I know he ain't training. What the crap are you doing, Chili? What are you doing? If you Why are you sleeping? not sleeping? Good gosh. What is your daily uh, schedule look like, What's your like, deal, Chili? son? <laughs> really, man, what does your daily first schedule all, look like? First of all, y'all over-exaggerate 
everything. You ain't done nothing but gripe about having to be down here early. I can't come no earlier than eight o'clock. Shut up, Blake. You're Before, <laughs> when he when we first hired him, he was fine. He'd have been down here at six. Now we'll see as it I goes still on. Will. He's gonna push the darn team beat. Let me come at nine. I just hadn't quite getting enough sleep over here. <laughs> what I are you doing? I st- <laughs> y'all want y'all want me to answer? Yeah. Okay. Y'all over. Well, and- <laughs> y'all over exaggerate everything. Well, I didn't whine about nothing. I would be down here at six. You could tell me to just lick the floor, and I'd probably dang do it. But I thought y'all were messing with me about seven thirty. I was like, "Why in the crap do we got to do at seven thirty? I didn't complain. I just said, "How about eight? And you said seven thirty. I said, "Well, I'll meet at your house at seven forty-five, and we'll exactly. drive over." You kept arguing. <laughs> Arguing, you're like just, a darn kid. I, I just Blakely asking. obeys orders better than you do. Uh, he's, a free, he's a free thinker, Andy Blake. Well, you know nobody really can believe Chili anymore after he's lied on record. Okay, I'm, uh, about, I'm about sick of Dude, this. Go read the YouTube comments on that I'm, on I'm that on, episode. Yeah, golly, people, man, they are tearing they'll, him up. They son. should, rightfully so. They'll shred you one day. Right they are, t- dude. Somebody tore him up on the iTunes review, did they? Those are some hateful people. I, I wish I could. I might be able to find this. Don't you know that part hateful. about our creed, Chili, where our word is our bond? You had bonded to something. You had bound yourself I, to that I, kayaking I, trip. I, and now you're trying to. I'm back. Uh, I'm, it's getting, like I'm getting well. pissed now. Listen, it's like JB Well. <laughs> that freaking battle trip hadn't even happened. I'm getting pissed now. I mean, you act like I've lied. I said name one thing that I have committed to and haven't Chili, done. We're, we're about you to cut you off it. like Joe Biden if you don't calm down. <laughs> you can't. They did cut Joe Biden off in the middle of his address today. I love how I ask you to name one thing that I've committed to and haven't done, and you can't do it. You can't do it. Well, You keep bringing up the paddle trip. Paddle trip ain't happened yet. But you have, you have already said you weren't going to go. Now, we know we can't believe that because <laughs> we can't really believe you, but, so we don't know. It's like you, it's like you, like you said you're gonna do <laughs> like something, I and then said, you said you're not gonna do it. But now we're like, is he really not gonna do it, or is he gonna do it? Hold on. I hold said on. I wouldn't commit to it. That's all I've said from the beginning. And then y'all have tried to twist my words. Hey, listen, listen to this. When what I was you being Trilly. All right, all right. Here, here's the. Here's somebody tore Trilly up on the Apple Podcast Player review. Here, they're probably being serious too. This is um, Diver Scott, 1973. Grow his his review is titled "Grow in Grace," but his review is simply, uh, essentially tearing Chile a new one. Here's here's Diver Scott's review. It's easy to be yourself in training and work because there is never any judgment. Two is one, one is none. Why don't he make any sense? <laughs> the reason. Well, Chili, this is for you. Here's your part. Where's well, my response? The reason Chili is in a slump in training is because he hasn't worked with the team before. His natural reaction is to go off by himself. True. The military took that out of many of us who were in, and we saw its benefit firsthand. True. Give Chili grace. Okay, there you go, Chili. We're going to give you some grace. When he reverts into his youthful behavior, shepherd him. (laughs) That's pretty good. Thank you, Diver Scott. That is a really good review on Chili. I'm really glad... Somebody put put you know Chili has become a megastar, right? Oh yeah, he's a megastar. Yeah. Well, first of all, Scott, thank you for your service. And second of all, I'm in a slump. You got no, Scott, no. You, Chili. You need to say second of all, Scott. Thank you for that kind advice. Okay, first of all, Scott, thank you for the review and thank you for your service. More importantly, second of all, Scott, why I'm in a slump in training, man. <laughs> Is yet yeah, true. I have never worked with a team before. Very true. Is your reaction to go off by yourself? True. Second of all, but what I'm saying, Scott, you don't know what the crap I've done, man. I'm in a slump in training for a lot of reasons. Trust me. So I mean, not that ain't good. I mean, it's a lot of problems that I've had. So there's a lot that goes into it. Chili, but we'll give you grace. You're reverting back to hey, youthful ways again yeah. here. But I'm gonna give How you grace. How am I reverting back into it right now? I'm answering youth- Scott's review. You're reverting into your youthful behavior right now, man. What am I doing right now? Getting up in arms, not taking ownership of your bad habits. I just did. 
It's no, it's not. Nah, you 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 took ownership with a caveat. Anytime you say no, I didn't. Thank I, you, but there wasn't a caveat. The but is the caveat. There wasn't a caveat. <laughs> I said thank you for your service. Thank you for the review. I agree with what you said. However, he was trying to talk about why I was in a slump in training. That's only a part of it. He's not talking there again. You're thinking like an individual. He's not talking about your individual training. He's talking about your slump in team training. I'm about sick of this. That's right. It's about time to wrap this team up. Team PT is to see to grow the team, Chili, so we can operate as a team better, not so we can go. You get a little You're better, Chad. Scott's get a little better for him. He didn't say I that. I get a little better, so the team gets better. You're writing Scott's review for That's him. That's why you didn't say slump. that, Scott. You hit it on the head, son. You did, Thank man. You. I appreciate that review. Yeah, really well, is. I don't. Ch- Chili's just coming into his uh, life as a megastar. I'm not a megastar. We're, we're gonna. Oh no, you are. No, I'm not. When, when someone thinks that you're a megastar, you're a megastar. No, and, and they don't have that power. You've been. Oh yeah. You, no, they you, don't. you don't make that determination for yourself. You you cannot deem yourself a megastar. I, I didn't deem myself a megastar. I said and, I'm not one. And you also can't deem yourself not a megastar. Because as soon as you become a megastar in someone else's mind, you are a megastar. People don't have that kind of power over me. Oh, they do. Yeah, they no, do. No. And so one of our good friends, Jesse Itzler, has deemed Chili... A megastar. Yep. Sorry, Jesse. And that's it. It's to, you, you can't go back from that. You can't undeem it. It's, nope. it's been deemed. <coughs> <laughs> well, Whoa! <laughs> getting dirty on here, boy. <laughs> Blake is, by the way. Not me. Well, all right, guys. We're going to wrap up this comms check here. Um... Everybody that contributed to the race, runners, volunteers, um, the donations uh, of time, money, food, everything, T-shirts, equipment, it's just unbelievable, man. Thank you all so much on behalf of 3 of 7 Project. We love you guys. Enough said.